Amen. Thank God for the message of that song. And tonight, are you glad it's uh, Thanksgiving Day tomorrow? All right, some of you are off from work, isn't it? And that's why you're happy. You have a long weekend. And of course, uh, it's always a blessing to spend some quality time with family and friends, isn't it? So tonight, I won't keep you long because uh, I don't want the food to get too cold. All right, but uh, we are gathered here tonight because our um, heart's desire is always to honor God, amen, in everything. And we always uh, emphasize the spiritual blessing that we can have tonight. So before we uh, read our passage of scripture, uh, I just want to give you some nine facts about this holiday that we are about to uh, celebrate with the rest of America, isn't it? Thanksgiving Day. Uh, nine fun facts about Thanksgiving to share uh, with you, and probably like uh, a lot of our young people probably knows this already as they studied in history. Uh, first is that the first Thanksgiving was celebrated in, do you know what date? Of course, we were not born yet, but uh, 1621. You believe that? 1621, over a three-day harvest festival. It included 50 pilgrims, 90 Wampanoag Indians, and it lasted three days. It is believed by historians that only five women, though, were present. Who was cooking all the food, you know? But uh, that's the first celebration, as you know, history, isn't it? It's a... Uh, giving thanks to God for allowing them to survive that harsh winter. And we know uh, the pilgrims came with the Mayflower. And if you go to uh, Massachusetts, you can see a replica of that. And it's a tourist spot. And don't you know the turkey was not on the menu at the first Thanksgiving? Venison, duck, goose, oysters, lobster, eel, and fish were likely served alongside pumpkins and cranberries, but not pumpkin pie or cranberry sauce, all right? So do we have that tonight? Eel, lobster, no, I'm just kidding. Anything that we will have tonight, we will enjoy it together and give thanks, amen? So Abraham Lincoln is the president that proclaimed Thanksgiving a national holiday on October 3rd. You know what the date is after 1621? 1863, 1863. And take note of this woman. Her name is Sarah Josepha Hale. H-A-L-E, the woman who wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, convinced Lincoln to make Thanksgiving a national holiday after writing letters for 17 years. Writing letters 17 years for every president. And then Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is the one who proclaimed it as a national holiday. So the history of U.S. presidents pardoning Turkey is patchy. All right. Harry Truman is often credited with being the first president to pardon a turkey, but that's not quite true. He was the first to receive a ceremonial turkey from the National Turkey Federation, or something like that. huh? And he had it for dinner when he pardoned the turkey. Well, John F. Kennedy was the first to let a Thanksgiving turkey go, followed by Richard Nixon, who sent his turkey to a petting zoo. Anyways, George H.W. Bush is the president who formalized the Turkey pardoning tradition in 1989. But if it's in the Philippines, we will never pardon a turkey. It will be served. Amen? And be enjoyed. And it's going to be a turkey adobo nation. All right? 
So there are four towns in the United States named Turkey. Don't you know that? They can be found in Arizona, Texas, Louisiana, and North Carolina. Town named Turkey. So the average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving <clears throat> is uh, 4,500 average. So probably we will pass that tomorrow, right? some of us. All right? And this is, uh, I really like this. You know Butterball? That's my favorite kind of a turkey or brand, Butterball Turkey. Butterball answers more than 100,000 turkey cooking questions via their Butterball Turkey hotline each November and December. And last but not the least, the tradition of football on Thanksgiving began in 1876 with the game between Yale and Princeton. The first NFL games were played on Thanksgiving in 1920. And since then, there's always a football game on Thanksgiving Day. And a lot of Americans are expecting to travel during Thanksgiving holiday this year. And I don't know about you, but uh, I'm glad we could spend some time with our family and friends. Amen? So tonight, uh, I'll give you several verses, and we will end our study. But uh, we will go first in Psalms chapter 95. All right? So uh, stand with me. We'll just uh, read verses 1 and 2, and then we'll have a quick word of prayer. And I hope that uh, this specific and parang selective verses of Scripture will already bless our hearts. You know? If only one verse of scripture bless your heart when you come to church and you will internalize it, live it out, it's worth going to church. It's worth for a preacher standing here and preaching for half an hour. Amen? If we will just do it and apply it in our daily lives. But just to start uh, with this uh, lesson, uh, I, I just want to thank God for also Brother Bobby giving us a wonderful message last Wednesday about giving thanks to God in Psalms 100. And these beautiful decorations, amen? amen, from our lovely ladies for their labor of love. Uh, makes our little church here very festive, and we can truly enjoy the picture taking, isn't it? Uh, it matches. It's, it's very beautiful. So take advantage later on, all right? If you don't have a good back, backdrop in your house, and take advantage of this, you know, and encourage people just to be thankful. So Psalms 95, verse 1 and 2. We can read one, uh, verse 1. Begin. O come, let us sing unto the Lord, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. All right, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, we thank you and bless your name for this opportunity to look upon your word in this beautiful evening. Thank you for your precious people that had gathered and had the desire to pray and to praise and to hear the preaching and teaching of your word. Bless each heart, meet our spiritual need. Thank you, for Lord, for your um, many blessings to us, both physical and most of all spiritual. We uh, give praises unto thy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right? I want to say, uh, let's hold on to Thanksgiving, even though sometimes Target and Amazon and Walmart and others would try to steal it away from us, isn't it? It's ironic, like, you give thanks in... Uh, Thanksgiving lunch or dinner and then you become greedy because of the Black Friday sale. But gone were the days, isn't it? Uh, the stampede in Walmart. And I know if you heard about that sad news about that you know, terrible thing that happened in a Walmart store. Uh, we pray for those people that lost their lives. You know, what a day and age that we're living in. But uh, I still remember, uh, I think I only did it once to 
line up in like 4 o'clock in the morning, cold, and you have to get up because I just want to get this vacuum in Walmart. And lo and behold, the line was half a mile away, and they only have limited stock. I end up in Target, and I bought the same thing for cheaper <laughs> after being in the line for an hour. So those were the days, and now it's convenient, isn't it? Because there is online shopping, you know? So some of you probably will do that in your pajamas, you know, tomorrow or Monday. But um, look at this. Um, Psalms 106, verse 1. Uh, it says there, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen? Amen. Uh, another verse with the word thanks or thanksgiving. First uh, Chronicles 29, 13. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee. And praise thy glorious name. Amen. Philippians 4, 6. I love this. Be careful for nothing. Or don't worry too much. Don't fret. Isn't it? But in everything by prayer and supplication with, what's the word, folks? Thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. You know, one a good way to pray as a believer in Christ, actually, is not really important the posture when we pray but what's important is the passion of our hearts isn't it our motive when we pray some people pray with no bending their knees which is i think one of the best way to pray the obedience to god you know honoring god reverence to him especially if you have a an urgent need a burden you know you bow on your knees and just ask god for his mighty help some people pray standing up or sitting some are even like, you know, uh, lying down. But what is important is our communication to God, isn't it? Because prayer is our spiritual oxygen of the soul. It's a privilege of talking and uh, communing with God. But a good way to pray is the acronym ACTS, like the book of ACTS, A-C-T-S, isn't it? A stands for adoration. Before we ask God for anything, we need to adore His awesome name. We need to uh, praise him and magnify him and tell him how great he is because you know what he's worthy amen he's, he deserves it because he is our creator our redeemer our provider so adore him first adoration then C is confession because the Bible says if we regard iniquity in our hearts the Lord will not hear our prayers sin is always a hindrance a wall an obstacle to a true and holy and just and righteous God and thank God for First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us from all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to ask for forgiveness. We need to repent of our sins. Then letter T is thanksgiving. There you go. We need to give thanks to God for what he has done, for who he is. And then letter S is supplication. That's when we ask. Isn't it this a good pattern? Sometimes we ask first before we confess or give thanks. But God already knows what we need. But how come still God wants us to pray to him? Because he wants to have an audience with us, to commune with us. He wants us to talk to him like a father would like to talk to his son or daughter. That's one way that we can grow in our relationship with him. All right? So why do we have to give thanks? Three things quickly. Why we need to give thanks. Why we are thankful. I like that uh, slide there, isn't it? Families giving thanks together on a fall. 
stay leads. Uh, next slide. Why should we be thankful? All right, there you go. Let me ask you, who do you think uh, is the character being portrayed in that slide? There is that uh, powerful feet. <laughs> Brass, probably. And there's a sword. And there's the word of God. Next slide. Oh. Uh, mm. Wow, it's like a, a glorified being, isn't it? Mm, light. Okay, next slide. Mm, now we have an idea. Who is that character? Uh, he will be coming soon. On second advent. Uh, he, the first time he came, you know, from the crown to a cradle to the cross. He was a humble servant. As a sheep slain to the slaughter. And he was meek and lowly. But the next time he comes, he will become... Becoming as a judge, as a mighty warrior, and he will fight that battle in Armageddon. So you know who that is now, amen? So it's no other than our recent Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a glimpse of the glorified Christ. So the first thing that we can see is Jesus set the example for us in giving thanks. Jesus himself Give us an example for giving thanks. Just a few verses. Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because... And then goes the verses. And in context, these verses speaks of Christ, you know, giving a sermon to the people who did not believe him because of his miracles, even though he performed all the things that pertains to a Messiah. The sign that he was a true Messiah. And, and God said, in this passage of scripture, Jesus said, it is more blessed for those who have not seen me yet believe. Aren't you like thinking, wow, I should have lived during that timeline when Christ was here 2,000 years ago. I could have seen the incarnate God, God in the flesh, you know, perform miracles, heal blind people, raise people to dead. You know, um, feed multitudes of people miraculously and just, you know, speak the word of God. Imagine the word of God speaking the word of God itself. The Logos, the Alpha and Omega, isn't it? But still they did not believe him and reject him. But look at that. He said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because God the Father always hears and listens to God the Son. Matthew 26, 27. Look, Christ here, he says, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink ye all of it. As we know, one of the cups that Christ was praying that it will pass from him in his prayer, the Lord's prayer actually in the Garden of Gethsemane is the cup of suffering, isn't it? But aren't you glad he did not pass it, but he endured it for you and me. Actually, our salvation has been won in the Garden of Gethsemane because Christ purposely and lovingly and loyally went to the cross for us. The battle has been won in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in this passage of scripture, he was giving thanks to God, showing his disciples that he, even he, Christ, is giving thanks. How about John eleven forty one? John eleven forty one. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
Once again, notice the word, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And see, this is the famous story of Christ restoring the life of Lazarus, one of his best friends. And they said, oh, you know, Jesus, you are four days late. Lazarus is already in the grave. He stinketh. And remember, there's a tradition between um, the Jews during that time that a person's spirit still hovers around until three days. So Christ waited for the fourth day. That means he's really dead. There's no way that Lazarus just, you know, probably fake his death or pretending to be dead or, you know, just uh, now be re-energized. No, he's technically medically dead. And aren't you glad Christ said, Lazarus, come forth. Amen? Amen? Not, all right, come forth. Or else a lot of those dead people could have risen. And what did they do? They helped him unwrap his grave clothes, isn't it? But look at that. He called to his father and gave thanks. And you know what? Lazarus, after he was risen, died again. But aren't you glad Jesus Christ and he's the in the power of his resurrection, because he's the only one that died and live again and live forevermore. Amen? Only Christ. That's why his resurrection is the single sign that proves his deity, that he is God. Because the prophets of old were able to do miracles also, raise people from the dead, isn't it? Elijah called fire from heaven. Moses parted the Red Sea. A lot of miracles and supernatural things they were able to do, the prophets and men of God. But only Christ overcome the sting of death, hell, and the grave. And forevermore, he said, If thou wilt believe in me, thou shalt also live, because I am the resurrection and the life. Aren't you glad that Jesus set an example for us to give thanks? in all things, in all ways, to our Heavenly Father. Second thing, various beings also give thanks to God. Various beings also give thanks to God. Look at this. We studied the book of Revelation. Just a few verses. Revelation 4, verse 6 to 11. Actually, um, let's turn there. Revelation chapter 4, verses 6 to 11. The Bible says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Just use your sanctified imagination and think about this, all right? And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not not day and night, saying, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty, which was, is, and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him, who are they giving thanks? No other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Look at this magnificent four beasts of the revelation or living creatures. Probably they are angels, as Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 15 to 22 declares, who guard the throne of God. The eyes here symbolizes wisdom. The wings depict movement. They worship God as did the seraphim in Isaiah's vision. 
in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, we can see here that the lion represents strength, the cow, service, the face of a man, intelligence, and the eagle, swiftness. What a, an angelic vision um, that even Daniel 9.21 and, and Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 4 to 14 brings us in this passage of Scripture in Revelation. And take note, when, isn't it, we study this when the Israelite people were marching, they are raising banners, including on those four tribes, and the banners has a face of a lion, eagle, ox, and man. And even in the New Testament, Matthew portrays Christ as the king of the Jews, like lion, the king of the beasts. Mark portrays Christ as the servant of all servants. That's why there's no genealogy. We see the words immediately because Christ is always on the go, doing ministry, and it pictures the face of an ox. An ox is a domesticated animal used for burden, for working as a servant. Then Luke presents Christ all the way from the genealogy of Adam, that he is the perfect son of man. Amen? And John represents Christ as the son of God. That's why there's no lineage or genealogy. It starts in the beginning was the word, Jesus or Logos, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. And eagle represents, you know, swiftness and like, like uh, godly, uh, you know, uh, majesty in the air. So these four banners, face of a man, uh, face of an eagle, face of an ox, and face of a lion can be seen in the Old Testament, even in Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Because these are special creatures worshiping and giving thanks to God. Uh, did we see the pictures of them? Like a Christian artist, how do they look like? All right. Yeah. Wings, eagles, ox, face of a man. It's kind of blurry, isn't it? Because we need to imagine. <laughs> and one of the days, these days, our imagination will be a reality. Amen? Because we will see these four special beasts who worship God day and night. How about Revelation 7, 11, and 12? And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God saying, Amen. So it's good to say Amen. Amen. Because in the future, even these special creatures are saying Amen. And what did they say after Amen? Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. How about Revelation 11, verse 6, 16 to 17? And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats. So not only the special four beasts, the angels, you know, in heaven, but also the 24 elders. Some are saying 12 apostles and the 12 tribes of Judah, but we don't really know. But just 24 elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee... What's the next word again, folks, brethren? Thanks. O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. So this virus being give thanks to God. Jesus Christ give thanks to God. So that means we ought to give thanks to God. We are to give thanks to God. You know what? Praise is intertwined with thanksgiving. Always. When you praise God, there will always be Thanksgiving, thanks. But worship 
There's difference between praise and worship. Worship is intertwined with surrender. Praise is the joyful recounting of all God has done for us and what he will do in the future. Amen? So look at these few verses why, uh, that we ought to give thanks to God. Psalms 50, 14, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Uh, we have the word salamach. All right, salamat and very much, you know, together. We have the word in Tagalog, salamat po. Uh, what are the other words in English about thankfulness? Thankful, grateful, appreciative. Uh, what are synonymous words about it? Good things, isn't it? To say. Uh, kindness. All right. But what's the opposite, the antonym? Unthankful ungrateful, unappreciative. What else? There you go. Okay. Fill in the blanks. All right? But it says here, offer unto God thanksgiving. And when you offer thanksgiving, you need to pay your vows. Amen? Because when you pay your vows, you are really thankful. You are really serious. That you recognize God for what he has done. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How many times? How often? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And we know this. It's our, one of our memory verse. One of the easiest verse to memorize when we uh, roll the verse to brother so-and-so or sister. <gasps> Genesis 1-1 is taken. Oh, then 11.35 is taken. Oh, 1 Thessalonians 5. It's easy to memorize those little verses. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it was shared. It's in last Wednesday. Rejoice evermore. And then 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Yeah, may pray without ceasing. So, in everything give thanks. It did not say for everything give thanks. Sometimes it's hard to give thanks for everything. If you're in pain, like the song says, in trials, tribulation, isn't it? It's not natural, normal for us to give thanks. Actually, we will tend to complain, isn't it? And gripe and murmur. Because that's our human nature. But because the Holy Spirit is within us. Because we have the Word of God to remind us. We have God the Father that tells us, you know what? You can make it, my child. Then we can say, yes, I could give thanks. Because I can remind that verse in Romans 8.28. For all, what, what does it say? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Wow. It can become good, even though it looks bad. That's why you can give thanks to God in everything. How about the Bible says, if we don't praise the Lord, that the very rocks would cry out. It's true, isn't it? So, we ought to give thanks to God. And uh, let me end this uh, message with a few verses here. Um, First Chronicles 16.8 Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. And uh, when we share our testimony uh, in our Bible study group in a church like a while ago, that is making God's name be known among us. Amen? And we treasure that, that our God is a God who 
answers our prayer, that he's still enthroned, amen, still powerful. About Psalms 50.14, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Psalm 68.19, blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Zila. He daily loaded us with benefits. Oh, I can testify to that, amen? You can testify to that. Just being here tonight in the church, God has daily loaded us with benefits and blessing. Just to see each other's faces, amen? Just to be able to be about, amen? It's already daily benefits from God. Next. Psalms 107.22, And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. And so sad, sometimes some people act as if they had nothing to be thankful for. And we always say this, a lack of thankfulness is a lack of thoughtfulness. Isn't it true? A lack of thankfulness is a lack of thoughtfulness. And we know that we're living in perilous times. We're living in the last days. And one of the characteristics of the last days is people are going to be unthankful. And we should not be. Amen? As Brother Bobby prayed a while ago, we are so blessed. We're supposed to be the people that are the most grateful and happiest because we're Christians. We are a child of God and we are so blessed bountifully by God Almighty. And let's not be unthankful. Next slide. Gotta hurry. All right. Several things. Why we should be thankful. If Jesus gives thanks by his being and we ought to give thanks. I was about to ask testimonies, but I'll just give you a few things. All right. And we'll end. First, because of the prosperity he has given us. Brother Bob also prayed about that. Thank God we live in one of the greatest countries in the world, in America. Deuteronomy 8.10, when thou hast eaten and art full, of course in context is for the Israelite people, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. Eaten and full, amen? Tomorrow we're going to be eating and we'll be full, amen? Parang wala inflation, ba? Kasi, you know, when we go to the groceries, meron ka pa rin mabibili. Oh, di ba? Ibang nation, kahit may pera sila, wala naman sila mabili. Amen? Walang quality yung food. Di ba? Tayo, we still have those many blessings. So, when we are full, let's not forget God. Let's always remember Him that He's the one who gives all these things. Next thing. Because he has made us his children. If you don't have anything to thank God for, you know, Colossians 1.12, Give thanks unto the Father which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He adopted us, brethren, into his family. Before we were a child of the devil. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, it's true. We are born with a sinful nature. We are sinners by nature and by choice. And we are condemned to die. We are condemned to be separated for God, from God for all eternity in hellfire. And hell is real, my friends. It's still hot today as it was hot 2,000 years ago when that rich man went there because he forsake God. He did not repent of his sin, but God loves us so much. He made a way for us to escape that great damnation. He sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he took our place on the cross. He paid for our sins that we're supposed to pay for all eternity in hell. 
He suffered hell for you and me on the cross. And God accepted his offering of sacrifice. God said, mercy and grace met at the cross. And God the Father accepted Christ's payment for our sin. And the very evidence of that is that he raised his only begotten son from the grave. And he ascended up into heaven. Right now, if you will just, you know, repent of your sins, realize you're lost, uh, you're, you're a sinner before a righteous God, and by faith receive his offer of free gift of eternal life. Not religion, not works, not anything else, but a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. He will save you today. He'll give you a new life, an eternal life. That's the only way to get to heaven. That's your only ticket, your passport, your passageway to get to heaven. John 14, 6 declares, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. Only Jesus can save you because only Jesus is the one who died for your sins and rose again. Amen? So we all ought to give thanks to God because he has made us his children. Number three. Because it is the will of God. Amen? As simple as that. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and me. So if you're a believer, we ought to give thanks to God. Number four. Because of his enabling us to minister. Amen? First Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who had enabled me, calling me into the ministry. We can have our deacon's appreciation this coming Sunday, and we are all servants of the Lord here, amen? And he's the one who enables us. As we always say, the best ab ability is availability and willingness with availability, amen? He all enable us to minister to one another. Number five, because it is a good thing to do, and Christians should do good, amen? Yes. Psalms 92.1, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Amen? Number six. Because of the healing he has provided. I love this. You know, some, we have some brethren that are in the bed of sickness. I'm not battling this and that. You know, uh, and we know this story. Luke 17, 16. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. But yung mga Samaritan laging bida. The New Testament, all right? This is the story of one of the ten lepers who went back to Christ and give thanks. While everybody's just enjoying, oh, we got healed. You know, we got clean and we have to show ourselves to our family and friends or probably go to the priest. But the one, oh, I remember the one who healed me. And he went back and give thanks. Sometimes we have so many blessings, amen? And we forget the blesser. Give thanks. Like we think, oh, I made... It's possible because of my own strength or my own wisdom or knowledge or this and that. No, we're nothing without the Lord. Amen? We can only say, Lord, thank you for enabling me, strengthening me. Number seven, because of the victory he has given us over sin and death. Isn't it? First Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. Of course, we like verse 58. Amen? But 57 says, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says, Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. But thanks be to God, 
God gave us victory. Amen? Amen. And the Christian life should live from victory and in victory. Because our victory is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? He has won the war and the battle for us. Number eight. I think this is the last. It's going to be Christmas soon. And I love this verse. Let's thank God because of the unspeakable or indescribable, incomprehensible gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. Where would we be tonight if the Lord Jesus Christ did not come into our lives? If He did not ascend, a descend from heaven 2,000 years ago to be born in Bethlehem manger? If the prophets did not prophesy about His first coming? Amen? That's why I love the Bible, amen, because it's simply the story of history. The story of Jesus Christ from Genesis 3.15 all the way to Revelation. And aren't you glad you're part of it? Amen. Who are we to be part of it, isn't it? We're just sinners. Out of the eight, almost 8 billion people in the world right now. But God chose us to be saved. God chose us to be part of his ministry. Amen. So God is so good. God is so good. Meron pa ba? Alright, so in this Thanksgiving Day, you know, uh, USA will have this traditional Thanksgiving tomorrow. And you know what? First thing they will probably give thanks in a secular way is food. Football. Festivities. Family, yes. You, be, you go to places where there is love, isn't it? You love to be with the people whom you love. Alright, so Thanksgiving holidays is family. Maybe friends. But for us Christians, not only those things, good things, but we are thankful for our faith and our faithful God. His mercy and grace and loving kindness are in you every morning. We ought to give thanks. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for these wonderful reminders tonight, Lord. Um, thank you, Lord, for these passages of Scripture that we had read. And truly, Lord... Um, even if we don't have much tomorrow, maybe if we only have a small turkey in our table, our hearts are supposed to be overwhelmed with thanksgiving. Because every second of our life comes from you. And our lives are so different now because of what Christ had done for us. The moment he, he saved us, we have a new uh, direction in life. We have a new destiny. And our desires are all to be new also. We should desire the things of God because that's what really matters. And those that you desire, Lord, and you delight are your word and worship and also people, souls. That's why, Lord, we are gathered here tonight because we had prayers in our hearts for some people that we love, that we know. And you are also commission us to pray and have a burden for the lost and uh, we've been reminded in our missions conference and various missionaries that had come that whatever we do in life whatever blessing we receive it should be it should supposed to be geared to evangelism because the people that we want for the lord the people that we influence for jesus are eternal souls that will spend eternity with us in heaven or on the other side lord spend eternity separated from God their maker in everlasting punishment in hell which is going to be a very tragic thing 
And we know, Lord, we are still alive. People are still breathing because you're giving them a chance to hear the truth, the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. And he's waiting for people to come to him and accept his free gift of eternal life. So before we end this message, if there's any person here, we always give this invitation. If you've never settled this, you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, it will be your best Thanksgiving celebration, traditionally speaking, tomorrow. If you start tonight by accepting, receiving, trusting Christ to be your Lord and personal Savior. Say, Pastor Sam, I've never done this before. I'm, I'm, ne I'm, I'm not really sure that if that comes my way, I'll have a place in heaven that my sins are forgiven. But I thank God for His Word. Thank God that I could have an assurance. As the Bible says in 1 John 5.13, These things have I written, the Bible is written, that ye may know that 100% guarantee, certainty, not I, I think so, not a maybe so, I hope so, I'll make it to heaven, but a no-so kind of salvation. Because it is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Trusting Christ as your Savior. If you haven't done this before, I'll pray a prayer. I don't know your heart, I don't know your spiritual standing before God, but the Bible says now is the accepted time, now is the day of salvation. We have this great problem of sin. Sin brings forth death. We live in a fallen world, but God has a perfect plan, a great plan. He wants to rescue us, deliver us from the curse of sin. And He made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be made sin for us. He paid that penalty of sin on the cross, and thank God He rose again. So today, if you will just ask Him and pray like this, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I can never save myself. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again to save me. I now repent of all my sins, forgive me. And by faith, I receive you into my heart and life to be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving me today and help me to know you more, to live for you and serve you. In Christ's name I pray. For all believers here, there's so much to thank God for. I know if we will ask each and everyone to count our blessings to testify, we'll take the whole night. But aren't you glad these special creatures give thanks to God? Jesus give thanks to God. So where does it leave us? We ought to give thanks to God. In good times, in bad times, in trials, in triumphs, in tribulations, in testings. By faith, by God's grace, we can say, Lord, I know you are a great God. You are a gracious God. You are a good God. You are still completely sovereign. I might not understand what's happening in my life right now, but I can trust your will and your plan. I can still give thanks before you. Let's offer our thanksgiving unto him. 
And tomorrow as we sit down with our family and friends, with people that we cherish, we love, around the table or wherever, the first thing that should come out of our lips is offer and praises of thanksgiving before God. Let's thank Him for our faith, for our freedom, for our family, for our friends, for His faithfulness in our lives. Lord, thank you for this special night you've given us as we enjoy each other's fellowship and company tonight. Lord, bless thy people. May we find strength in each other's testimony of how God has been faithful to us even despite of our unfaithfulness and our lacking of trust and commitment before you. You are still there, Lord, giving us loading us daily with benefits. You allowed the sun to shine to us. You allowed us to work. You allowed us to have things. We know, Lord, it all comes from you. So forgive us, Lord, for the times that we are ungrateful, we complain, we murmur, we gripe, we are not content. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to see always what you have already given us what you are giving right now and what you're even going to give in the future. We are so blessed, Lord, to be your children. So bless also our fellowship tonight, even the physical bounty that you've set before us. Thank you, Lord, once again for our brethren, for their generosity, kindness, willingness to bring something here in our church for all of us to enjoy. Bless their effort, Lord. And Lord, ibalik mo po sa kanila ng doble at higit pa ang kanilang katapatan, ang kanilang kabaitan sa iglesia pong ito, sa bawat kapatiran. Bless the rest of this evening tonight. Lord, give us your traveling mercy as we go home and give us your peace, joy, and loving kindness, Lord, and help us to continue to love you, Lord, because you first love us. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us tonight. And enjoy our uh, refreshment.